Hallelujah, our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. We do have a, an Easter sermon series. It's still Easter. I'm going to say that at the start of every sermon. It looks like all through this Easter season now. It's still Easter. In fact, every Sunday is Easter. Every day as you arise with your baptism, you're remembering sins crucified with Christ, you rising anew in his resurrected life. But we have Easter themes that are just echoing through our readings today. I think even to be found in our continuous epistle, using other scriptures too, today from 1 John 3, two lines, you've heard this set to music in many ways, from the ESV, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. Then later we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. In Christ's name. The sermon series is titled, Easter Means. And also, probably at the start of every sermon, I'm going to share with you what we have in the questions and answers attached to Luther's Catechism. The resurrection of Jesus, he teach the youngsters, adults too, means four things at least. He is the Son of God. His Word is true. His sacrifice to your sins has been accepted done with His Father. And you too shall rise. That last one, I think, is today's message in different words. Let me begin today by sharing with you a series of scriptures, all from Paul's letters, that have a common theme. First of all, Romans chapter 8, verse 18. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 12, Paul writes, now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul, really starting in verse 20 to verse 20. One is the key verse. We are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. 
in whom, oh, I'm in the wrong chapter, chapter 3, and I'm in Ephesians, that won't work either. <laughs> Our citizenship is in heaven, very similar to that line from Ephesians, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself. Now back to Ephesians to set the theme. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul begins and then continues. In him we have obtained an inheritance. Later on, he says the same thing in verse 14. He, the Holy Spirit, is the guarantee of our inheritance. And from those words, I got this theme from 1 John chapter 3. Easter means, indeed, an inheritance. Something in the future, all those verses resounded with this, something in the future for which we wait in faith and hope and eager expectation. Inheritance. Bigger and better than we could ever expect. Indeed, for each individual we but I'll say today, added to the original sermon, for Christ's church, we can't imagine what he has in store for us. Especially, you heard Romans 8, in comparison with the sufferings of this present age, the glory that will be revealed in us. John couches it this way. He says, see what kind of love the Father has given us? The NIV you heard. See how great is the Father's love. I'm not sure how to translate that. It's really just an adverb there, combination adverb. See uh, what and, and when and where his love acts, how his love acts. I think, look ahead to see what God has in store for you. You're his child, and we all are. With that, in our sure future. It is an inheritance. I do know that this should be translated, see what kind of love the Father has given us to the end that we are children of God. He has made us his children by the waters of baptism, by the blood of Christ. And we are being grown into his perfect sons and daughters. By his love. Maybe a modern translation of that goofy adverb there could be, see what, what kind of love the Father has given us. A week ago I had in my devotions, John 15, 13, Jesus said, 
no greater love has a man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And that line is so poignant. He said to his disciples, you are my friends. He was predicting the greatest love to lay down his life for you. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 5, hardly would one die for a righteous man. God showed his love for us in this. And while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Think of the most despicable person you can imagine. Maybe gathering with us today, we pray we never had violence in this room. But would, if a gunman came in, would you jump in front of that person? You might say, Pastor, maybe, or some soldier <laughs> church member. But that person? Jesus did. And that person is you. Sinner, now saint, a child of God, growing in that love to perfection. Only by faith can we see and behold what kind of love this is. But there are revelations of it all through Scripture. I know I've shared before with you, as a former gardener, we just tore out our vegetable garden last week because it was going to seed. I planted a tiny little seed one time and it grew from that little plant, that's an actual picture, to a huge okra tree. <laughs> and if you've grown that vegetable, you know what I mean. God is showing you now what will be even greater. Indeed, I quoted to you Philippians chapter 3. Christ will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. As we see his healing in this life, his provision for physical needs, the miracle of the human body, Paul says we will have glorious bodies. Kids in confirmation class always ask, well, how old will I be in heaven? I don't know. But I do know it will be like Jesus. True, glorious bodies. Jesus ate, we heard from Luke chapter 24, with his body. There was touch. The Bible talks about singing in heaven. Indeed, a banquet. That comparison we can make beyond even what we can imagine. Scripture gives us seeds on which we can grow. And indeed, with that inheritance, there is peace and power. Knowing you are God's child with the greatest perfect inheritance, it changes what happens as you walk through the doors every Sunday, as you finish your devotions every day. Again, with confirmation kids, I used to tell them when they used to know this name, imagine if you were the heir of Bill Gates. Who should I use for the younger generation now? I don't know. But no matter what financial problems you were facing, you would think, I've got resources to solve them. 
If you were a member of a church with a declining budget, you think, we got this. <laughs> you have riches in heaven, the perfection of God, the peace that passes all understanding, and the bliss and glory eternal. Paul does say in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. You can see a glimpse of what God has in store for you in the perfection revealed to us in Jesus, even as he walked the earth, forgiving the unforgivable, embarking on the impossible possibility, and indeed content, even in the midst of this storms and this life. I discovered something a few years ago as I looked into the bathroom mirror. As I looked into the bathroom mirror one day, I saw that face. That is my father, now in heaven, Richard Schinner. Actually, I gotta tell you, I saw my grandfather's face, looks just like us, and realized I was turning into him. And realize it. We, we don't see what we are turning into, but we will know someday with the inheritance in store for us. Not just our inheritance, by the way. I have marked Ephesians chapter 1, not only for those verses I read, but also for verse 18. Ephesians 1, 18 Praise Paul that the eyes of your hearts will be enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? You look into the mirror of God's word and you see the perfection of Jesus God does to my first month here, I preached the sermon that we are his treasured possession, his inheritance. The biggest inheritance indeed that will occur when or if I die is not the things held by my children, I think. It'll be my children held by my heart. I saw this in both my father and mother as they died, their children, grandchildren around them all, keeping the faith, trusting in Christ, knowing we be together forever. That's God's heart for you. You are His inheritance as He gives you that inheritance indeed. Now and forever. Easter means Inheritance. Christ is risen. He is risen in me. Hallelujah.